This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Wednesday, the 15th of December. In your Sport Today, justice for Larry Nasser's victims. COVID delays international fixtures. Bradman's bat sets another record. And the opening ceremony about to set sail. This is your Sport Today. We're going to start today with a case in the United States involving the former United States women's national gymnastics team, Dr. Larry Nasser. Yesterday, hundreds of his victims reached a $532 million settlement in court after a five-year legal battle. So here's the context to this story. NASA was the main doctor for American gymnasts for 18 years, including high-profile Olympians such as Simone Biles. In 2016, a number of former gymnasts claims they were sexually abused by NASA, who later faced child pornography charges. In 2017, he was sentenced to 60 years in prison for possessing child sex abuse material. In 2018, he received two separate sentences of 175 and 125 years for abusing female gymnasts. Yeah, that's right, Lucen. Around 500 victims have come forward since then, and yesterday they reached the multi-million dollar settlement with USA Gymnastics, the US Olympic and Paralympic Committees, and their insurers. Some of those victims testified at a Senate hearing earlier this year to speak about the abuse they had suffered. Biles was one of those athletes who criticised USA Gymnastics, Olympic officials, and the FBI for what they thought was a mishandled investigation into NASA's crimes. The settlement is three years after Michigan State University, where NASA worked for nearly 20 years, paid survivors around 700 million Australian dollars. USA Gymnastics says it was deeply sorry for the trauma that survivors have endured over the years. Now, on top of the financial payout, the settlement will also see survivors given board seats so they can help with policies that can protect athletes from any future abuse. We're going to stick with this issue because former NRL player Brett Finch was arrested yesterday for allegedly sharing child abuse material. Finch was one of eight men arrested on Tuesday as part of an investigation by the New South Wales Police Child Abuse and Sex Crimes Unit. He was taken to Cogra Station in Sydney South where he was charged with five counts of using a device to publish or promote child abuse. Police said that the men had attempted to engage in sexual activity with children and in some cases attempted to access child abuse material from other users of the service. Finch retired from the NRL in 2013, having played for the Raiders, Roosters, Eels, Storm and New South Wales. Finch was granted conditional bail yesterday and he's going to have to appear at Sutherland Local Court on January 11th next year. A number of teams and leagues across the world are dealing with new coronavirus outbreaks and it's caused several games in the English Premier League and the NBA to be postponed. Let's start in the EPL where Manchester United's game against Brentford was called off after several players and staff members tested positive to the virus. That's after Tottenham's game last week against Brighton and Hove Albion was also postponed. The league announced there had been 42 positive cases last week, which is the most since January. In the NBA, the league has had to reschedule two Chicago Bulls matches after 10 of their players entered health and safety protocols, leaving them with just eight fit players, the fewest you can have under league's rules. 
Yeah, they probably had to intervene there. Uh, Those games against the Detroit Pistons and the Toronto Raptors are the first matches this season to be delayed because of COVID. A bit closer to home and players who attended a New South Wales Rugby League training camp have been forced to isolate after two COVID-19 cases were confirmed, while a Newcastle Jets A-League men's player has also tested positive to COVID. It's been a heavy start to the show, so we're going to try to lighten things up with a cricketing record that has been set on the eve of the second Ashes Test that starts in Adelaide tomorrow. Yeah, and this one wasn't on the field, but it does have a bit of an Ashes feel to it. The cricket bat used by Sir Donald Bradman in the 1934 series sold at auction for about $245,000, making it the most expensive bat of all time. I guess my bit of $70 just fell a little bit short. (laughs) (laughs) The bat is considered to be historically significant because it was the first Ashes series after the bodyline controversy and it included Bradman's second triple century when he made 304 at Headingley. The bat was bought by an anonymous bidder who wanted to stay at the Bradman Museum in Barrel. In some modern Ashes news now and England's Ben Stokes looks set to play in the second test starting tomorrow after he injured his knee while in the field in Brisbane. Stokes will play in the pink ball test, but we still don't know if veteran bowlers James Anderson and Stuart Broad will be picked. Yeah, neither of them played in Brisbane, which shocked experts like Ricky Ponting, but their coach has said that they are fit and ready to go for the Adelaide test. All right, that brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by the Sportsmate mobile app. Who are the only two bowlers to have taken more test wickets than James Anderson? What's your clue today, Luce? One is Australian and one is Sri Lankan. Good clue. I think we can work with that. I'll have the answer at the end of the show. Australian football clubs are set to receive a cash boost after an American private equity company bought a share in the Australian professional leagues. Yeah, this is big news for A-League's men's and women's clubs after global technology investment firm Silver Lake reportedly bought a 30% stake in the APL. The APL is valued at around $425 million, which means the deal is worth roughly $130 million. The money will be used to help clubs attract marquee players from both Australia and overseas and will also help develop the APL's new website, keepup.com.au. These figures are making me feel a bit embarrassed when I look at my savings account, Luce. (laughs) Silver Lake has an estimated $123 billion in assets, including a 10% stake in the City Football Group, which looks after Manchester City and Melbourne City. A lot of athletes live by the motto, fitter, faster, stronger. Well, I hope these people don't get seasick because the opening ceremony for the 2024 Paris Olympic Games is going to be held on the water. Yeah, it's going to be held on the River Seine to be exact. And opening ceremonies have traditionally been held in stadiums where athletes have marched behind their flags. But in 2024, things are going to look really different with 160 boats set to carry athletes from around 200 countries on a six-kilometre trip down the Seine. Organisers say it'll be the most spectacular and accessible opening ceremony in history with about 600,000 people expected to be in the crowd. I can already picture the Instagram stories of athletes blasting I'm on a boat. This is going to be pretty good viewing, I reckon. 
All right, time for Catch This, where we tell you what's caught our eye or what's coming up. Luce, what have you got for us? Well, there's been a little development in the Sam Kerr story from last week. That's, of course, when she had to hip and shoulder a pitch invader during Chelsea's game against Juventus. The development has been in what's happened to the pitch invader after this incident because apparently he can't get arrested due to some rules around how women's matches are classified. So Gabs is going to put a link in the description so you can read up on that. I certainly will. Thanks for the update there, Luz. And just a bit of an update to the Steph Curry news we had yesterday. He's 2-3 shy of Ray Allen's record. The Warriors take on the New York Knicks today at Madison Square Garden, and apparently the median ticket price is $695 to see that bit of history. Eye-watering stuff, Luz. All right, let's get back to today's trivia question. And today it was name the two bowlers who have taken more test wickets than James Anderson. Luz, you said one was an Aussie and one was from Sri Lanka. Who are they? Well, the Aussie is, of course, Shane Warne, and the Sri Lankan is Muralitharan. That's exactly right, Shane Keith Warne. And Morley, who has 800 test wickets, Anderson has 632. That is the most for any fast bowler. All right, that's us done for the day. Fez will be back tomorrow. He'll be joined by you, Luce. I'll see you guys on Monday. Take care. 